going live. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome to season 5 of Political Insights 40 minutes of political knowledge. So still with you this season, your favorite host. My name is Ilya Marsha and stay tuned with us this season as we discuss politics, uh, youth empowerment and also current issues. So before we kick off our season, do not forget to like, comment and subscribe and follow IIUMTV on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and also Spotify um, to keep up with our latest updates. So uh, to all of our viewers tonight, if you have any comments or questions, do not hesitate to write in the chat box and, and <laughs> please uh, um, throughout your views and questions, we would like to hear from you guys too and not just us talking. So with that, let's get started. So if you are all aware, on 3rd September 2021, the Kuching High Court has ordered the federal government to proceed with the Undi 18 bill, a bill based on the amendments of Article 119 of the federal constitution. Um, this uh, this means that the lower age will, uh, the lower the voting age will be lowered from twenty uh, from twenty one to eighteen years old, and automatic voter registration will be applied for the citizens of Malaysia by the uh, by the date thirty first of December two thousand twenty one. So, with this landmark decision, approximately one point two million a youth aged between one uh, eighteen and twenty will now be given the constitutional right to vote. Uh, and also, um, I think about 4.4 million citizens who are at least 21 years, uh, but they are still unregistered uh, uh, for voting, will be uh, automatically registered as voters um, for the next election, which is the general uh, 15 general election, GEPT. So this marks a significant milestone towards the advancements of our democracy system. So. Um, more people will be eligible to vote and the voting process will become much simpler with automatic registration which may in turn uh, lead to higher voter turnout. So this has brought us to, uh, to the question, what's next? We have passed the bill, so what's next? Um, and to answer all of our curiosity on what's next, uh, what, what will, be, what will be, be becoming of our future, we have two very distinguished guests today. First, we have IIUM's very own Brother Najwan Arif. So can we have Brother Najwan Arif? Yes, you have both our guests today. So Brother Najwan Arif, how are you today? Hi, Assalamualaikum Masha. I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for So great, great. Brother Najwan is good. So Brother Najwan is the financial controller of the Secretary of Political Science of POSA and he is also a member of the research and data team in Senate 18. Um, so he's a very powerful person, a very experienced person in this area. So next, we also have Brother Will Brian Reyes. So how was your day today? Hi, hello everyone. Um, yeah, my day is kind of good also. Thank you so much for having me tonight. Great, we are uh, elated to have you here also. Uh, Brother Will Brian is a founding, founding member of OG Sabah and he is actively involved in project and management methods. He is also an activist who recently managed to raise more than 10 million ringgit for university students in Sabah under the hashtag Data Untuk Siswa Donation Drive campaign founded by Brother Will Brian himself. 
So congratulations, we have very great, great guests today. So let us proceed with our show tonight on what's next on UMDI 18. So let us pose our first question to Brady Will Brian. So Brady Will Brian, can you share a little bit about the UMDI 18 movement and its progress in achieving their goals in our country? So please, the floor is yours. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, to answer your question, right? Um, so basically, the UMDI 18 movement was initiated as a student movement in 2016 by Ms. Kira Yusri and Mr. Tarma Pillay. Um, and initially, uh, it is under the umbrella of the Malaysian Students Global Alliance, MSGA. So basically, throughout the year, uh, UNDI 18 has grown to an organization which recently uh, has successfully advocated for the amendment of the Article 119 plus 1 of the Federal Constitution in 2019. And also with the recent success, as what has been mentioned by Marsha earlier, um, of the acceleration to implement the lowering both age from 21 years old to 18 years old in 2021 mm -hmm. by Kuching High Court, UNDI 18 strives to advocate on more youth representation matters in the future. Okay, so basically some of the sub-projects under UNDI 18 includes the Senate 18, My Hutan, and UNDI Negaraku, which strives to enhance more youth participation to prepare the youth themselves to be the next phases of the country's leadership. Yeah. Oh, so I, I think UNDI 18 is quite a... It started from something small, uh, from uh, from MSGA themselves, and then it's, uh, it became something big, and now uh, they want to promote youth representation and participation. I think this is a um, this is something that we should have been doing from uh, from from quite some time ago, and not just now. But this is an, uh, this is something very good that we have now. It's a very interesting development. So thank you, Brady O'Brien, for sharing that with us. So uh, next, we will pose our question to Brady Nadvan. So from the perspective of a student, as an IIUM student or a student overall. So what is your view on the formation of the UNDI 18 movement uh, in influencing democracy in Malaysia? So what is your opinion? Please, the floor is yours. All right. <clears throat> Thank you, Marsha, for the question. Uh, okay, before that, let's see what is the definition of the democracy first. So democracy is a heterogeneous sphere. As a Plato said in the Republic, uh, democracy is a varied, there's an ever-changing realm. So there's no static in the democratic plane. And democratic plan itself should be constantly changed. And there are not just hundreds of different groups in uh, democracy, but also thousands of subgroups. It is also a tumultuous uh, arena. Um, and how it works is that all the different groups should dominate uh, uh, all the different groups and subgroups. Uh, we need to have each other to keep uh, in check for each other. And no group can and should dominate the democratic plane. This is how democratic uh, democracy exists, and this is how it should be. So, with the inclusion of the uh, eighteen that uh, strive to to uh, for young voters uh, to uh, eligible to vote, uh, we are making the democratic realm uh, a more just one. So, uh, let's say that uh, let's say that uh, democracy before this is dominated by by a group, just one group, the old people, for example, and all the policy policies formulated and national agenda set up. Uh, will only benefit those groups and the the interest of the youth will be seen by their eyes, not by our eyes. So, 
our our interest group, the youth group, is is needed in this uh, uh democratic plane. So by having the youth uh, within the political uh, voting parties, the policies or politics at play can be challenged, and the status quo of democracy right now in Malaysia can be challenged, and it is being challenged right now. Because, uh, so yes, I would say that it will influence and will certainly change our democracy in, in Malaysia. Thank you, Brother Najran. I believe from what he has said, um, this has actually uh, created a new lens in Malaysia's political system. Uh, policies are not only being filtered by uh, all, uh, all the older generation, but the younger generation is also able to be uh, be in the know and uh, be in participation of policies themselves as we are a democratic country. So uh, I think Brother Najwa froze, but it is okay. So before we proceed, and uh, before we proceed, and hello, welcome back, Brother Najwa. I think he's cute. So let's get refreshed and re-energized over a short break before we continue to talk more with our amazing guests. So stay tuned and let us refresh and re-energize. Untuk melaksanakan perintah kawalan pergerakan. Mulai 18 Mac 2020, iaitu lusa hingga 31 Mac 2020 di seluruh negara. Malaysia saw a record high of new COVID-19 cases today for the third consecutive day. The Health Ministry reported 13,215 new COVID-19 cases, with the Klang Valley recording over half of the cases. The current crisis situation, namely the COVID-19 pandemic, has a huge impact on all levels of society, especially those with mental health problems and pre-existing mental illness. A total of 85.5% of the 145,173 calls received by government agencies from March 25, 2020 to May 20, 2021 involved mental health issues that required emotional support and counselling such as acute stress, anxiety, depression, abuse and suicidal behaviour. In addition, data from the Ministry of Health Malaysia MOH, found that in the period from January to December 2020, a total of 1,080 cases of suicide attempts were reported to receive treatment at MOH hospitals. Everyone is encouraged to sustain their mental health condition by reaching out and keeping in touch with family members, friends and loved ones. Alternatively, the public including students may seek mental health support through resources such as hotlines provided by health ministry, various non-governmental bodies such as MIASA, Befrienders KL, Mercy Malaysia and others, as well as counselling units in universities. A healthy mental health equals healthy well-being of everyone. Welcome back to Political Insights, 40 minutes of political knowledge. We have Brother Najwan and Brother Will Brian here today with us under the uh, under this topic, Undi 18, what's next? So my next question will be dedicated and will be di directed to Brother Will Brian. So Brother Will Brian, uh, what are some of the main obstacles faced by the Undi 18 movement in ensuring the implementation of the Undi 18 bill? 
so we want to know um, not only what uh, we have read uh, that there was a delay, we want to know what are some of the other challenges also. So, Brother Wilbarin, please, the floor is yours. Yes, thank you so much for the question, Miss Marshall. Okay, so basically the main obstacles faced by the UNDI 18 movement themselves is uh, throughout this whole journey of the bill implementation, right, is to ensure that people are aware of their rights to votes. Since everyone is automatically registered as a voter now, um, people need to exercise their rights to vote correctly. And in order to achieve this, the UNDI 18 movement, not just UNDI 18 movement, but we as society as a whole, we need to encourage more people to participate in various talks and webinars. But during these trying times of COVID-19 pandemic, um, UNDI 18 cannot go to university or to school or do like physical events um, to teach the youngsters, especially the youngsters, about this whole thing, about how to exercise their right to vote. Um, but it is true that everything now can be done virtually, virtually, like webinar, Zoom meeting discussion. But we cannot forget those who live in the area where internet connectivity is a big issue. Like, what about those youths who can't afford smartphones and what about those who don't really have the privilege to join sessions like this, um, Zoom meetings, webinar, online? So basically, this whole COVID-19 has made things more challenging, especially in executing physical um, events uh, to reach out um, those who live in rural areas, to reach out those youths who want to participate in this kind of thing, but doesn't, have, doesn't really have the privilege to do so. Oh, I guess that is, uh, I think that is everyone's, quite everyone's main issue uh, since COVID-19 started. Since everything has been online, there's always the disparity issue. How, even though everything is reachable, but uh, there's always this question, uh, question to how do you get more reach in, uh, in your advocacy? How do you get more reach uh, in trying to actually, uh, in, in trying to, get people to know your cause. So uh, I wish that only, uh, I wish that with the implementation of this bill, only 80 will get uh, more uh, exposure, some uh, exposure so people will become aware of the importance that, uh, only, uh, that the only 18 movement holds. So thank you, Brother Will Brian. So next we will pose uh, our question to Brother Najwan. So Brother Najwan, so how far do you think that the only 18 movement has given impact upon Malaysian, Malaysian youth? Uh, we heard that uh, we heard that the main obstacle is getting more rich, but we want to know um, as far as people have been, uh, as far as the people who have made aware, what is the impact that the only 18 movement has, movement has made to them? So, Brother Nagran, please, the floor is yours. All right. So. In terms of uh, the the impact that gives the mission uh, to the mission youth, we can say that uh, let's talk about the effort of advocacy itself. Since the only eighteen traction part um, way uh, before this, we can see that they did not just utilize social media, uh, which are very youth friendly, but they also organized engaging and educational series such as uh, Parliament Digital and several campaigns. Uh, like um, I'm, uh, I'm in right now, Senate 18, the 111 initiative, Uli Satsama, Uli Sabah, and etc. 
So this uh, immediate effect of this uh, it increases awareness, not just about the politics, but also about the policy making process, which is the essence of the democratic uh, state. And the use now we'll see that the politics is also about setting a national agenda, about foreign affairs, about solving the littlest problem of our society, not just not just uh, politics is something dirty, politics is something that, that bad. There are, there are the other side of politics that we can focus on, the policy making, the public administration, the foreign affairs, international relations. And this breaks the illusion that, the, that politics is just a Machiavellian province of formulating a dirty strategies. I know, uh, I cannot deny that there are, there are dirty strategies in the politics, but uh, we also need to focus on the other side of the politics, like I said earlier. And another thing is uh, about political participation. There are two types of political particip uh, participation, which is the active and the passive. And due to the constant engagement and the programs made by the UNDI teams, um, the youth are now politically active. And I'm not just talking about joining the parties, but also a civil societies. You know, uh, civil society is part of the politics. They, they organize their own groups uh, to engage with their community or their larger society. So if we are using the participation as a metric to measure uh, impact, we can say that well, we have gone a distance uh, since we started, and but it's still a long way to go. Like uh, like what Mubayyad said, meaning we need to approach more more those who uh, those who, who are unable to, to receive this kind of information uh, uh, in politics. Great. That is so great to hear that um, the impact is actually quite widespread. Uh, we don't only learn uh, about politics, we learn about policy making process. How uh, I think it's interesting to know uh, if um, we have other than political science students here, it's interesting to know that civil society is also a part of politics, it is also a part of democracy. So thank you, Brother Najwan, for your uh, great insights. So next. Brother Will Bryan, once again. So, um, can you share a little bit on the measurements taken by the Undi 18 movement itself to ensure that a majority of Malaysian youth are actually on the same page um, of achieving the objectives of the implementation of the Undi 18 bill? Because we know that um, as we advocate for uh, low, uh, to lower the uh, voting uh, voting age, some people might disagree. So, what are your uh, what is the measurements taken by Undi 18 to ensure that oh oh we have implemented this and this is a good thing? So, what is your take on that? What uh, can you share a little bit? So, brother Ibrahim, please, the floor is yours. Yes, um, of course. As me and also brother Narchuan mentioned earlier, Undi 18 has several sub projects to advocate on not just political matters but also other causes as well. So these subject projects are actually serve as the platform for the youths to experience themselves, the world of advocacy, the world of policy making, the world of um, engaging, engaging, making networks with other people, making um, networks with the like-minded youths, uh, like-minded youths as them. Yeah, so for example, um, one of the initiative, um, recent initiative of the Undi 18 is the Dewan Muda initiative which basically is a two-year program which covers both policy making and advocacy. It gives the participants experience to work in the choice of ministry. For example, if they choose to work in Ministry of Youth, 
um, or education or even indigenous affairs, they're gonna be, uh, they are going to be put inside those um, respective um, ministry. And then um, they are going to discuss about the issue in that particular and introduce um, some like policy to curb the issues to be presented um, to the government, some kind of that. So um, I can see that through this Dewan Muda whole thing, we can see that um, the youth participation in policy making, we can see that their ideas can be um, can be enhanced in the um, policy making level. And secondly, um, the Parliament Digital, uh, which is a last, uh, which is the last year initiated by Undi 18, um, Parliament Digital, a youth Parliament assemble, which comprises of two hundred and twenty uh, twenty two participants representing their own constituency to experience the real parliament sitting yeah of course uh of course in all program like i said undi 18 took into consideration um of the representation the minorities the person with disabilities before the community and also etc this is to ensure that all people despite their background will have the equal opportunity to represent and to amplify to amplify their voices on the issues that they really believe in yeah so that is like basically the measurement taken by undi 18 to ensure that they implement this bill and want to advocate this uh advocate undi 18 um to the maximum level so that everyone will understand what is the meaning of undi 18 what is the meaning of lowering your uh edge of vote yeah it doesn't uh it doesn't just like necessarily mean oh i'm 18 uh, i i can vote now so what's next yeah the undi 18 organization as a whole want to advocate more about this so that the people um those was in secondary school now can be prepared and also yeah can be prepared um to like mengundi yeah in the future for their for sure so yeah thank you i think that is very great i mean um basically what Undi 18 has provided for us you is a platform. They have provided a platform for us to to understand the whole uh, pol political process itself. So, um, because as, as as someone like myself, as an individual that has uh, no not really, not much political exposure, uh, we don't uh, we. I mean, I understand the whole political process and I understand why we need to vote, but there's no, I mean, there's a gray area between knowing and actually um, applying how, how we do it. So I think this platform is has really, when you um, uh, ask students to, uh, ask students youth and to participate and to actually do it, it, it really gives them a broad mind and also a broad opinion to how democracy system, the democracy system in Malaysia works. So thank you, Brother Will Brian, for your sharing. I have another question uh, to Brother Najwayan. So in the context of political literacy, I'm sure there are some arguments revolving around young Malaysians being too young to vote, and that is why uh, there was a a, a, a stagger in in uh, implementing the uh, our the bill itself. So. Some people believe that youth are not mature enough to vote because they might be easily influenced or actually taken advantage of by other political powers. So what is your view on that? Are we actually ready or uh, do we need more education? So please share with us. 
of course, uh, Marcia. So, okay, for this question, I would say that age does not constitute the majority. Even even older generation, older people, uh, elder people are easily influenced and taken advantage by political power. Like the parties go around uh, the village, uh, meet couple people and give some money for them. So they, they will work for them so so that they will work for, 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 for the party or, or the, the people. So politics is always about influence. How, how are you going to influence uh, people to, to work for you, to, to gain their trust? And how we evaluate the, the rhetoric, uh, which is the, the persuasive of talking, will constitute the majority. And the mechanism in influencing both generations is different. Okay? Uh, for, for the older generation, uh, we can see that uh, every uh, PRN, Pianraya Negeri or Pianraya Umum uh, election, general election, they will go to Kampong and do the talk or charabah or something to, to, to spread their agendas. But for the young people, uh, they need to have a different approach uh, in persuade us to, to vote uh, and uh, to gain uh, their trust. So with the involvement of the youth in election, the method will be different uh, in spreading their, their rhetoric or their, their agendas. So that's why I say age did not constitute maturity, but how you find yourself uh, off the political rhetoric is thus. And, um, so how to provide the instrument to evaluate the rhetoric is by increasing the political education. I mean, giving out the political education, not just for the youth, but for all generations so that we can evaluate ourselves, we can improve our knowledge and evaluate whether this is just rhetoric or it's a real real effort uh, by, the, by the people that contest for the uh, election. Uh, great, great, great to know that education is important, not only to, uh, we, we need to learn about history, we need to learn about politics, because politics, I think, affect, directly affects our lives. So, uh, there's no such thing as, oh, I don't, I don't want to know about politics because politics is dirty, but that's not something that we should practice now. Uh, politics directly affects our lives, we need political education. So, that is uh, one of those things that we need to implement in Malaysia now. So thank you so much, Brother Najwan. But however, before we proceed, we'll be taking another short break to refresh again. So stay tuned uh, with Political Insights. We will see you in a bit. Thank you. I am Marsha, a second year engineering student. And yeah, we are still in a pandemic. Just so you know. I am tired, but life needs to go on. Day by day, I see people losing their strength to survive in this world. And one day, I saw myself drowning too. I was known as the most cheerful, dependable, and I am the apple of my parents' eyes. I have to pretend strong in front of them, like I have no problems and I am fine. However, deep in my heart, I am sick with this. I don't think I can keep my sanity and survive in this pandemic. I am physically and mentally tired. I am Marsha, a second year engineering student, and yeah, we are still in a pandemic. Just so you know, I am tired, but life 
needs to go on. Day by day, I see people losing their strength to survive in this world. And one day, I saw myself drowning too. I was known as the most cheerful, dependable, and I am the apple of my parents' eyes. I have to pretend strong in front of them, like I have no problems and I am fine. However, deep in my heart, I am sick with this. I don't think I can keep my sanity and survive in this pandemic. I am physically and mentally tired. Welcome back to Political Insights. We are almost at the end uh, of our show. We have a few minutes left. Uh, so we have our uh, we have our very own Brother Nigel and Brother Will Brian today on what's next after Uni So for my next question, I will be posing the question to Brother Nigel first. So Brother Nigel, uh, as this is this already um, towards the end, so I want to know your opinion in the educational perspective. So active political discourse, as what we said before, is very uh, needed in society, uh, but it's commonly avoided by educators. So um, now what we focus is on at schools are the factual and theoretical uh, perspective of history, also civic subjects, uh, especially in secondary school. Uh, but schools uh, should be a platform to prepare a new group of young voters. So what is your take on this situation? Is this true or is this not? So, uh, if it's not, uh, how far do you think that uh, we need to educate secondary schools, uh, secondary school students? So, please, the yeah. Alright, thank you, Masha, for the question. Okay, first, uh, we must know why society perceives politics as a taboo subject. And politics is a taboo subject because not people are talking about it uh, openly. And uh, for decades, we are bound by, by AUKU, Akta University and College University that brought infantilism upon us on the topic of politics. So even after graduating, we still didn't discuss it as we have normalized making the topic uh, a table, except for the things that I uh, mentioned earlier, which is for only for the academic purposes based on the factual, the radical. So those are the spaces that we are allowed to, to talk politics, but only on the surface level, not on the deeper level. And we didn't make it an everyday topic as much as we should. Like Aristotle said, uh, man is a political animal. So confining us from politics is uh, very unnatural. Uh, and every, as you know, every policy that the government make involves us in everyday life. So as an effect, we become very passive in responding or discussing uh, the politics. And also due to another causes, which is in the dispute in politics. As uh, due to the taboo topic, we rarely discuss and in daily life, and we didn't set any boundaries between the public domain and the personal domain. So the discussion on politics and policies is supposed to be viewed in the public interest, uh, uh, in the public interest domain. And our problem is that when we argue on the politics, it will be a personal matter. And as the topic become taboo, because uh, when we discuss. We, lead it, uh, we make it as a personal matter and it will divide us. That's the problem uh, here in the political discussion. So uh, we have to see uh, this uh, as a uh, interest of the public. The discussion should be 
based on the interest of the public and our discourse on politics is solely for the betterment of all of all of us not just for the personal interest uh why you vote this why you why you you inclined to this party why this no it's it's it shouldn't be uh personal matters and to the young voters they need to be educated on what is public interest and uh, to dismiss this idea of partisan and also to 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 solve the personal dispute uh, uh in discussing the politics that's my take on this that is quite an interesting take uh what really caught me myself is um when you said that it should be an everyday topic um i think based on my personal experience that um i i am not interested in politics because it's not an everyday topic to me it's quite a taboo topic for uh, for my community myself so uh when i joined university it's something that oh people are talking about oh, politics openly this is something new this is something different um and i directly know oh politics affects me too so that is uh so I need to know about it. So this is what we should be educating our uh, younger voters. We should be educating our uh, secondary school students or primary school students. So thank you very much, uh, Brother Najwan, for pointing this out. So we have a question from uh, our audience. I would like to um, pose this question to Brother Will Brian, which I uh, will uh, also incorporate with my own question. So. The question goes, according to a, pol a political analyst, uh, Associate Professor Dr. Azmi Hassan, about 5 to 7 million new young voters might not be interested in voting as they see no point in doing so even though they are actively participating in voicing their opinions online. Uh, because this is really uh, because it doesn't translate to what they wish for, uh, even though they have uh, this discourse, but no actions have been taken. So how should the only 18 movement and other responsible authorities address this issue? But uh, at the same time, how do we address this issue so that um, we don't only uh, vote for, uh, for our young generation to not only vote based on popularity? How do we educate them uh, to vote and to vote for the right person? So please, Brian, Brian, the floor is yours. Okay, to answer the first question on um how the only 18 movement or other responsible authorities to address this issue to make people interest in politics, um, this is something that is like ongoing because yeah, it's it's logic to make people love something um you need a continuous effort just like uh yeah just like the normal when you like someone you need to make like um everyday effort to like you know yeah and, and that's like the same as when you want to nurture or grow the love to um be a politic political aware uh, to the youth yeah you need a constant effort so basically uh, what Undi 18 is like proposed to make sure that these things happen is through youth engagement initiatives. Uh, for example, last year um, for Undi Sabah, for us for Undi Sabah, we um, we executed an event called Undi Sabah Summit where we gather all people, uh, all youth around Sabah. Um, um, we uh, you know we gather and then we 
talk about the issues that that is like in the interest of the Sabayuts, where we invite panelists, not just from um, um not just uh, YB or those who uh, participate in politics directly. We invite um, film directors, we invite businessmen um, to talk about um, this issue, this issue that has been like caught the attention of the youths of Sabah. So through this like youth-based or youth engagement initiatives, I believe that um, the, the love to politic, the love to be politically aware can be increased from time to time. And also, um, to answer the question from the public, how um, how can we like make the new young voters to be um, to have like more knowledge or awareness to avoid them from voting candidate based on popularity only? So basically, for me myself, I never vote before. I never vote before. So the next general election will be my first time voting. Lah. So um, how can we educate is to join the political discussion. Like, okay, you are, doesn't mean like you join political discussion. Um, you, uh, you join political discussion to hurt about what people are going to say about political right you don't like okay i want to join this because uh, i'm going to join this and then it's going to cost me a bad thing no not like that yeah so through joining this political discussion you can hear um what people gonna say about politics what are the takes of like uh several people about politics is and eventually you will grow yourself to be a political aware and secondly how to avoid uh, vote based on popularity. Do your own background check on the candidates that are going to um, bertanding later on the general election. Do your background check. Um, is this candidate do like groundwork thingy? Is this candidate always um, um, do lawatan to the people in your area? Is this candidate always like, you know, participate in the community punya um, things yeah and if you do that if you do background check on the candidates i'm pretty sure you're gonna have the clear choice of who's you going to vote on the national election so yeah because in the end of the day undi is rasia undi is rasia so yeah that's my take on it thank you Thank you, Brandable Brian. So, Undi is Rasya. So, I think since it is Rasya, it has to be um, we as individuals, as citizens of the country, we need to have that awareness within ourselves. Then only we, then only we we are able to educate ourselves as a society. We are able to educate ourselves as a citizen. So, the first step is to have that awareness within yourself so that awareness is important so i think that's what brother wilbrand is trying to say uh, overall okay so uh i do have another question posed by uh the audience that i would uh for both guests or uh, both of our guests to uh, uh to actually answer us so we i think we can start with brother najwan first what do you think uh do you think that the government is doing enough in advocating for elections or actually uh, democracy itself 
are they advocating for uh, elections or are they not? Or are they only advocating when there uh, there is an election nearby? So please, very nice one first, the floor is yours. Thank you, Marisha. So um, my point is, I think that they need to do more on uh, advocating uh, the citizen, not the citizen, the, the youth uh, especially. Uh, what is the politics? The, the political literacy should be uh, uh, improved or should be uh, made uh, public and the educational reform should be made so that the politics topic uh, that discussed in the uh, education edu education system is not just on the surface level but also a deeper level so that people learn to 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 evaluate the rhetoric and the persuasive talking uh, made by the the contestant of the election so that's my take on that Great, great to hear. So what about Brian? What is your opinion on this? Yeah, my opinion is this. I concede with whatever Brian Najwan is doing. I feel like the government should do more in terms of nurturing, like advocating on citizens on election or democracy um, per se. Because as I said earlier, um, I, no, sorry. Um, this whole discussion is revolved around the youths, the participation of youths in policy making level in their awareness of politics um this topic will not going to be here if the government is doing sufficient job from the beginning right yeah so like that's the logic of it if the government say that oh we have done this so much so why is this why why you know um this whole thing the issue of youth uh participation is still here yeah and another thing is that I think political issue shouldn't be a taboo. Yeah, political issue shouldn't be a taboo because when I was a kid, growing up in rural area, talking about politics is something that is like a controversial. My the whole family is saying, "Oh my God, Will Brian, you shouldn't talk about politics because politics is a bad thing." Yeah, you shouldn't talk about that because it's a very sensitive thing. So, what I want. As a youth, what I hope as a youth for the government is to change the mindset of all these political scene are going to be bad. Yeah, because if we don't do this, if we don't teach the children, yeah, ever since they are young, they will normalize as what Brother Najun is saying that we shouldn't talk about politics because politics is so bad. Yeah, so yeah, that's my take on it. I think uh, I bit when I posed the question to both of you guys. Also, I, I I was wondering if the government is doing as much. Uh, why do we have so many NGOs advocating for uh, youth representation for represent, uh, for actually on democracy knowledge about democracy? So knowing that you guys share the same opinion as me is quite refreshing. Meaning that the government is has to do some uh, has to do more in advocating for elections and democracy themselves unfortunately i am sorry but we are at our last question for tonight because we have run out of time this is not no, no longer 40 minutes of political knowledge i think we are stretching to 50 minutes of political knowledge so 
Um, to both of you, I think Brian Adrian first, since we just heard from Brother Will Brian. So with the victory achieved by Undi AT movement through the amendment of the uh, of Article 119 of the Federal Constitution, so what is your hope for our country? Uh, we want to know. So Brother Adrian first, please, the floor is yours. All right, thank you. I will give it a short answer. Yeah. So uh, my hope would be political literacy should be encouraged more and the status quo should be challenged. And no democracy should be static and changes should be constantly made for a betterment of our future. And what are we doing right now, discussing about politics and working about politics, is the very moment of making the changes in our country and for the democracy. Great, thank you very much, Brandon. So this is a good thing. What we are doing is a good thing. So Radhiwil Brian, what is your hope for our country? Yeah. So basically, when we want to talk about hope, right, it reflects on what we envision and what we want to see to be achieved in the future. So me, as someone who grew up in rural area in Sabah, my hope is very simple, which is to get more youth representation at the policy making level, be it in the state or federal government. Basically, as youth, we are not deaf. We are not incapable. We are capable to bring up what we believe is the best fair, as well as we as youths will always raise the city to move as one, to make this great but a fantastic place to live in, where my children will be so proud and have born to this world because they knew that they have hopes in this country. So yeah, my hope is very simple. Great. That is so our discussion for tonight. Our youth for the future, so we need to educate them. Uh, both of our guests are opinion that education is important. Uh, politics, you, uh, you discuss behind closed doors, that you discuss between adults, our youth, because um, if uh, we need more youth representation, we need to uh, discuss it and implement modern policies and not only uh, having to decide is very no longer the new generation that is beginning to rise up. So we political education to educate and we need for everyone, for all of our youth within them that politics affects them direct. Uh, during, during elections, uh, also the things, right? See, politics is something that uh, is an every, everyday life and we should demand and use rep. So special of our guests for their with us with them and also uh, their willingness to share, uh, to spare their time to share all of you to our in for 40 minutes. No, this is seven minutes to like, comment, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, Spotify. So until the of political insights, this is Ilya Marsha for political insights, 40 minutes of political knowledge. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you.